2: The first show. I've seen Grey's Anatomy enough to know how this works. Time of death, 8 a.m. What's today's date?
3: Uh, August 31st. August
2: 31st. I think we <laughs> have to put to bed the death of trying to set up Abby with a bunch of these dudes that have been trying to go out with her through Kristen. Is it time to put this thing to bed? Is it dead?
4: E- <laughs> Is that right.
2: where we're at right now?
1: Beep. Here's the deal. <laughs> Oh,
2: beep. <laughs> there's, a, there's a sign. A of hope. Okay. See, okay. This, wait,
4: this, wait, this, wait. Is, this is the hope
3: coming. I'm like, I'm like, maybe somebody heard the segment on what
1: Monday or Tuesday and yeah. and was ready. I
2: right, just, the, you want to give the backstory here?
1: Sure. I would. I would love to.
2: You sound like you would.
1: So I could delay the inevitable.
0: Clear.
1: <laughs> um, I have not had the best track record when it comes to matchmaking. Over the my 12 year tenure here on the Burt Show, I have tried to set up. Numerous people to no avail. And in bobson, sweet, bubbly, adorable
2: Abby. So dateable.
1: So dateable. The most dateable of dateables. I think think so. I'm like, I'm going to (laughs) find her man. And I'm going to use our platform, The Burt Show, to do so.
2: You can't lose here. You no. get back on the winning end of the column.
1: Exactly. I can get my first W. She can find the man of her dreams. Her mom can stop texting her. Like, <laughs> where is he? Like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> so we started the search for Abby's soulmate. I'm not just talking about a man she's going to date. I'm talking about a man that she's going to fall in love with, that she's actually going to be excited to go on a second date with, because she's never been excited to go on a second date with anybody. Kristen, we're just trying to get to the second date, like that's that's the, where the bar is now. Well, that, not for me. My bar was higher for you, right? And so I have been, I've had a very critical eye when it comes to going through these submissions to Date Abby, and we have a healthy amount of submissions. Of men who would like to date Abby.
4: Is so it
2: she quantity is a woman. or quality?
1: She is a woman <laughs> seeking a man that is of a certain height, that is of a certain look. She wants an unseasoned white boy. This is what I'm looking for here. Um, she preferred he not have children. Like we had parameters, right? Yeah, I felt like it was vague enough.
3: I was even willing to negotiate on height. You know, not every man can be six four. No,
2: <laughs> so you're like flexible. It could be six three and a half. Well, if oh, if, and a a half,
4: six two. Like
3: it would have been fine if you got floppy brown hair. Like my standards are willing to plummet.
1: <laughs> so. I, we wanted to g- give it a little more time to breathe because maybe guys are busy. Ferment.
4: But, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I have gone through the latest round of bachelors who have submitted, and I have looked at every single applicant. I have read bios. I have checked out pictures. Beep.
0: Beep. beep. Keep
2: fighting.
1: Beep, 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 beep.
2: <laughs> Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Beep. Oh. Oh. no. Oh. That's official.
3: Why did that hurt so bad?
2: Time of death: 8:03. Thursday, August 31st. Uh-oh, couldn't that, find one? No, no I... No, no one that you feel comfortable going, Abby, some... go to uh, O'Charlie's and have no. a, <laughs> a cold beer with this dude. None. No.
1: Listen, wow. I, I, I'm not, I, I, I swear to you, I'm not trying to be a hater. There are some very nice guys that have, you know, submitted applications, and then there were those of you that didn't listen to a single parameter. <laughs> um And it's like, she said, nobody over 35, sorry, Mr. 38 year old. I don't care if you're young at heart, I'm not going to choose you. And then she said she'd do long distance, but you know, we love our Canadian listeners, but like a whole other country, like that's just, that's a little too far. And so. Was it? Again, (laughs) it depends how how hot he is.
5: She's desperate,
1: but like U.S. desperate. (laughs) And I was just waiting to read that bio that just kind of like gave me the goosebumps, you know what i mean? Mm-hmm. And then look at that picture and be like that's the one. And i ju- it didn't happen. So i i think It didn't happen. Yes. I think
2: this is the sign, Abby, because before we started this, Abby was like, i mean, you were going on sort of this no dating thing, right? Like i'm just not even going to think about it anymore. Maybe you're too absorbed in it, too focused on it. So you're like, i'm not even going to do it. But you stopped doing that because Kristen came up with this idea. So maybe this is the universe saying that's what you need right now.
3: I really honestly do feel like I'm in a season of life where I don't feel like a relationship is, I don't feel like I'm in the right space for it right now. I feel like 2024, maybe 2025 is going to be my year, but.
2: What, what makes you not in the right space?
3: I think there's some things that I want to work on, and I also don't think, I don't think that I am currently what the person I am seeking for is looking for oh,
4: that's date. Ooh,
3: is that is that's that uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I would love and I say that not to be self-deprecating I don't say that to put myself down I say that because I when I meet that person I want to feel like that person and I currently don't I want to feel like somebody's dream girl I'm searching for my dream person, but I don't feel like I am currently what that person is looking for.
2: Wow, that's deep. Um, can I dive deeper there, or you just want, don't want to get into oh, it? Oh,
1: no. By all means,
2: okay. dig, baby, dig. <laughs> the
1: body's dead. We need a We, need a, <laughs> we,
2: need, we need a hole.
1: Claire! <laughs>
2: um, all right, so explain that a little bit more. So who are you looking for, and who do you think that you are right now that can't provide enough abbiness for that person? I think,
3: like, personality-wise, like, your personality isn't going to change much but my life has changed a lot just in the last year and I don't, handle change well not in the sense that like I'm unhappy like I'm not unhappy with change but turbulence in my life sometimes makes my moods more turbulent and I want to feel like I'm kind of in a place where I feel stable to where um you know I can be a rock for somebody to where like if their life gets shaken up that I'm not going to like explode I kind of feel like I'm a little bit emotionally turbulent and I'm trying to make
1: progressive steps to not be that type of person you're unsettled right now and that's totally understandable. You moved to a new city just a couple months ago, started a brand new job. Like you're, for me personally, I believe it takes a solid year for you to get acclimated to your new surroundings after you move, especially when it's a big career move and you're moving somewhere that you've never lived. You didn't know hardly anything about and have hardly any friends. So I think- absolutely right now in order to like get more settled, get more comfortable, get more confident. Once you get to that point, you will find the match that you deserve and that he he deserves as well. Exactly.
0: I think I've been at that place in my life and didn't realize that that's where I was. But with hearing you put it in the words, it makes perfect sense because a lot of the time you meet people who are where you are. The energy, the vibe, everything that you're giving off, that's kind of what you magnet towards you. And I think there were times in my life where I knew I wasn't the person that I wanted to be in a relationship yet. So that I I wouldn't probably get the person that I wanted either. Mm-hmm. So you had to wait to get to that point of like, okay, now I think I have everything that I want to offer, and I feel like I would be uh, I would get it reciprocated, and then I would be comfortable in that. So, so you I, guys I know have, exactly what that. So means. So you
2: have gotten to that place.
0: Yes. Okay. I believe so now.
1: It took him five years, but he's here.
0: <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's taking me way longer than that. <laughs> <I'm still laughs> not, man. All
4: right, that's
2: fair enough, man. I think that this is. I think it's going to be really healthy for you. I really, really do.
5: I will say that even though um, the setup was a failure failure to launch, there is some good that has come out of this. One, obviously, Abby is discovering what she needs in her love life, but the PSA that Kristen and all of us did to dudes saying, you need to step up your game, Mm -hmm. I've been looking through the photos, and after that was made, I think there was an absolute improvement in the quality of candidate. Their photos looked better. Their descriptions were better. So... While you may not have found your dream man, you definitely set up a bunch of other women to find their <laughs> dream <laughs> This is really the Lord's
3: work that we're That's doing. has like got comfort
5: <laughs> in
4: that. Yeah, There's be- got to be.
3: Because while I feel like, you know, to an extent I'm not attracting what I'm looking for, I also do think it is just a cesspool out there. And I do think there needed to be some improvements.
1: So I'm glad that, um, you know, we, we could have helped out in that department. And I'm not taking this as an L. Like I, this is not an L. This doesn't count? This is
2: not on you. No. This is on not that it's all on of on the me. men listening.
1: I'm just saying, I'm not taking, I didn't get a W, but I also didn't get an L. You
2: got DQ'd. Yes. Okay. Okay.
1: No, this- no I'm on the disabled list. I
5: got
4: hurt. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're a red so shirt state. freshman? Yes.
5: <laughs> I feel like you're the kind of person is like the physical body died and you're like, well, the brain lives on for a couple of hours. <laughs> Chris and so I will hit you up in 2025 when I'm ready to date again. Sounds
3: like
4: a plan. <laughs>
2: The First Show. All right, Tommy, do I have uh, time to go into what I want to do here, or do I got to move it? No, nah, let's let's do it now. Okay. Um, so, Mo. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> How did it become my turn so quickly? You know what I love about you, man, is that you're always up for a challenge, and you are fearless, dude. Uh-huh. Fearless. Yeah. So, last week, I threw an assignment at Mo that he never saw coming, and I came in here with a chat GPT rap. That he had not seen Mo is a notoriously great rapper He's a songwriter also So I throw the lyrics to a song at him That he hadn't seen We threw a beat at him And I was trying to prove that You don't have to worry about chat GPT It can't do what humans can do And Mo actually knocked it out of the park last week
0: Check. I step up to the mic with fire in my eyes, spitting rhymes so tight, it's going to take you by surprise, I'm the lyrical magician, watch me work my art from the depths of my mind, I'm going to tear this beat apart, born in a city where the dreams collide, every obstacle I face is in stride, life is a journey, I'm going to ride this wave, with the rhythm in my veins, I'm going to misbehave. All right, so he hadn't seen those lyrics, and
2: I just put in to chat GPT, write me a rap song, and then I threw it in front of Mo, and that's what he came up with in, like, 30 seconds.
1: It it, it was a bop. That was really impressive. <laughs> I really liked it.
2: It was really impressive. Uh-huh. All right, are you ready for your next challenge? Let's do it. Okay. I want to do it again today. Okay. I put three titles in for rap songs in the chat GPT. <laughs> okay? <laughs> One of them was... And this is what you're going to have to wrap after looking at the lyrics. They're in three envelopes here, so we won't know until you open it up. <laughs> okay. okay. So he
1: just has to choose mystery envelope number one, yep. number two, or number three.
2: I will tell you what the three are, is but we don't know choose. which one you're going to be doing until you open it up. All right. There's an ode to Nickelback.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Chat GPT wrote a rap song about an ode to Nickelback. There is... Pikachu rap in here as well. <laughs> all right, from Pokemon. Got to catch okay. all? Yep, yeah, maybe it's in there. Maybe that's one of the lyrics. And then I asked ChatGPT, go ahead, spit out some lyrics for Caucasians at the cookout. <gasps> <laughs>
4: Caucasians wow. at the
2: cookout I want
4: that one <laughs> Caucasians <laughs> at the cookout All right, So
2: these are the three envelopes Alright Tommy's got a beat for you You're gonna select You just open up the envelope You can take a look at it For a couple of seconds Listen to the beat
0: Uh huh And then go for it Okay Alright And it? Mo, this week I even said Mo doesn't even need To hear the beat Just let him Just let him flow on Wow you got a lot of confidence In me Tommy. Oh yeah That you shouldn't have Will it be Ode to Nickelback Will it be Pikachu rap or will it be Caucasians at the cookout? Caucasians at the cookout. I went for the right because the right is always right. Let's see what we got.
1: Yeah, but it's my left.
0: <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. Drum roll, please. Oh, to Nickelback. Okay. <laughs>
2: All right, again, so I just went to chat GPT, and I wrote, please write a rap for one that honors Nickelback. So Moe's taking a look at the lyrics right now, and we'll give him a couple of seconds. (laughs) I was really hoping for Caucasians at the cookout. I know, I'm
3: a little bummed now.
0: Tell me to drop it when you're ready. (laughs) Yeah, wow. (laughs) This is (laughs) going to be tough, huh? All right, I don't even see where... The bars end and begin, but uh, let's do this. Okay. Check. Yeah. Let me tell you about a band that's been around. Nickelback's the name, hear that rocking sound. From Canada, they came unbound. With every beat and riff, left a mark profound. Chad Kroger on the vocals, raw. Lyrics from the heart, a lion's mighty roar. Ryan, Mike, and Daniel, a tight-knit core. Nickelback's legacy, forever they'll explore. Nickelback, salute to your and brain. Through the highs and the lows, you felt the pain. From how you remind me to rockstar fame. In the music world, you've carved your name. Diverse anthems, they've woven. Tales that resonate, every chord. Strum the most elevate. The music's like a journey. It's never too late to appreciate to celebrate. Critics may have talked, but fans are strong. Nickelback's tunes, they moved all along. Concerts and memories, the are lasting song. In hearts of millions, they truly belong. In the arenas, roar set on fire. United generations bridging every wire. Their impact is massive, never to tire. Nickelback's spirit get higher and higher. <laughs> so here's the Nickelback, a force to behold. Their melodies and stories forever are gold. Through the evolution, their brilliance unfold In the worlds of rock, it's a tale untold From the bars to the charts, they've traveled far Leaving imprints on souls like a shooting star Nickelback's legacy shine like a guitar In the symphony of music, they ride avatar Nickelback, salute to your and brain Through the highs and the lows, you felt the pain From how you remind me the rock star fame In the music world, you've carved your name So here's the Nickelback, a band is true For the melodies that resonate, emotions imbue the rhythm of life that breathes. Break through a salute to Nickelback, rocking with you. (laughs) <laughs> you look exhausted. That was painful, man.
4: That was so really good. That
0: was
2: way harder hard than the first one.
4: Oh <laughs> it's
0: better than any Nickelback song. I, I, I caught it a little bit in yeah, the middle, but yeah. that that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> nice job. Oh, you,
2: you didn't have a lot to work with, but the next time we do it, we are going to definitely have to do Caucasians at the Cookout
0: the first show
2: before we get into Moe's latest challenge abby is too excited not to share this news <laughs> just <laughs> jumped out of her chair
3: literally just logged on to instagram i have breaking entertainment news taylor swift is dropping her eras tour film in
4: theaters oh my god oh, oh my god, god. Oh my god. Shut up. <laughs> 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 everybody stay cool <laughs> 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 the trailer is so
3: I mean, it might be better than the concert experience. It is in HD. This thing is clearer than my eyeballs. <laughs> it, You can see it in AMC Theaters on October 13th.
2: I can't <laughs> wait. What if we can't wait? What if we can't wait? What if we're going to have <laughs> It's
5: the 13th, because that's Taylor's number. I'm so excited. Anyway, that's my breaking news.
4: <laughs> if you want to check out the
3: trailer, it's on T-Swift's Instagram. I literally literally just saw it.
2: We couldn't start this break, because she would have been distracted the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. All right, so if you weren't listening a couple of minutes ago, I challenged Mo yet again. Chat GPT is beautiful, but... Can it write lyrics to rap songs, right? And Mo is a rapper. So I threw three envelopes in front of Mo without him seeing the lyrics. One of them was an ode to uh, Nickelback that ChatGPT wrote. The other one was uh, the Pikachu rap from Pokemon. And the other one was Caucasians at the cookout. (laughs) Yes, sir.
1: We were all rooting for Caucasians at the cookout, but he did pull... The Nickelback card.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't <All right>. easy. <laughs> Ooh, Wasn't easy. It was far from easy. But we're all too intrigued by the lyrics to <laughs> Caucasians at the Cookout <laughs> for you not to be able to do it. So Mo opened up the envelope. He has been looking at the lyrics for a couple of seconds here. He has not heard the beat Tommy has put together. But these this is the rap song that ChatGPT put together for you, Uh huh. Caucasians at the Cookout.
0: Let's do it. You need a couple of seconds. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's not gonna help. It's fine. Okay. I'm assuming that's the hook. All right. Check. We're at the cookout. Gather round. Let's roll. Caucasians in the mix, bringing soul to the cold. Grilling. Killing under the sun's embrace, rocking aprons and shades to set the pace. Fire up the grill, flames sizzling high. Burgers, brats, veggies watching fly. Seasonings and marinades a flavor symphony. Caucasian cookout king setting taste buds free. Caucasians at the cookout, vibes so bright, bringing flavors laughter's under the sunlight. Diverse gathering, cultures unite. Good food, good people, all day, all night. Potato salad, coleslaw, side, so divine. Whipping up recipes passed down the line. <laughs> sharing stories, traditions, intertwined. Caucasians representing, keeping memories alive. Music bumping, beats all in the air. Caucasian DJs belt everywhere. Dancing, grooving, no cares to spare. Celebrating life, a moment we declare. Caucasians at the cookout, vibe so bright. Bringing flavors, laughter's under the sunlight. Diverse gathering, all the coaches unite. Good food, good people all day, all night. Different backgrounds, coming as one. Respecting traditions, having fun in the sun, Caucasians bring the twist to the cookout scene, embracing diversity with love convenes, sipping lemonade, sweet and tart homemade desserts, work of culinary art, conversation flowing connection spark, Caucasians adding magic right from the heart, from barbecue to veggies, we got it all grill marks and laughter, we just having a ball, Caucasians at the cookout standing tall, unity and joy bringing down every wall Caucasians at the cookout, vibes so bright, bringing flavors, laughter under the sunlight, diverse gathering coaches unite good food, good people all day, all night. So, here's to the cookout where colors win. Caucasians sharing love with every friend. A flavorful journey, a message to send. Together, we thrive. Good times never end. Okay. Caucasians at the cookout. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Okay. Mo, I think you
1: just solved every racial issue
0: in the country. Mo, I think you've just found your second music video. <laughs> well, you definitely gotta be in that one.
5: Okay. Would you like to have fun in the sun? It's a pretty
0: good job, though, It's the lyrics. <laughs> it's not bad. That one wasn't bad. Right? That one's better than the other one, for sure. I do
3: love lemonade, sweet and tart. It <laughs> deserves that
4: look like culinary art. <laughs> Did we just get whiter? <laughs> I didn't think it was possible. I did Wow.
2: At what point, what artist will put out a song that ends up being a hit? Well, they'll turn around and actually say, I just want to let you guys know that that thing was written by ChatGPT. Because those lyrics weren't awful. No, nah, that's... They're not totally good. awful.
0: Yeah. If you got some time and can put this on a beat, it, it's coming. It's definitely going to happen wow. soon. It might as well be us that does it. <laughs> well done, dude. Now Thank I you. want a broad. <laughs> Sweet and Todd. <laughs> (laughs)
3: I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the tent between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP and you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging so you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout that's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com this exclusive offer is specific
5: to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It doesn't sit right with my soul. That's kind of been a fun theme we've been playing with on The Bert Show lately, where you're getting something off your chest that's just not sitting right with you. Like when I threw a sick burn at Abby and then immediately felt bad, and she did the same thing to Kristen and also felt bad right away. Now, we're all good, and that was all in good fun, but sometimes you're not quite ready to confront your problems head on, and you need someone to talk to. And while we love talking to you guys about your drama, sometimes it's above our pay grade, and you need a professional to give you advice. I've been to therapy and there's something so freeing about unloading your problems on a therapist that has your back and you know is there to help you. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com Show.
3: I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the tent between you and someone else, or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount.
1: Code Abby.
2: The Bird Show. So, mom, so you tired? You finding yourself tired like uh, mid morning, like even before noon? You're just freaking exhausted. You finding yourself.
1: Tired? I am tired from the moment I wake up till the moment I go to bed. There is never,
5: there's never not a feeling of not being tired.
2: <laughs> um, Cassie, I'm assuming the same oh, for you. Yeah,
5: I went to bed at 7 and woke up late at 5 a.m. this morning, and I'm still tired.
2: You went to bed at 7 o'clock last
5: yeah, night? Yeah, I got the kids to bed early. They skipped their naps, and I was like, <gasps> nope, 6.30, get in bed. And they fell asleep, and then I peaced out. And <laughs> you slept through the night? Uh-huh, and then overslept through my alarms. That's how tired <laughs> wow, I am, and I'm okay. still tired. I'm it's happy cute.
2: for you. No drugs, no nothing, just slept through the night.
5: Oh, I took a Delta 9 gummy for sure. (laughs) I was like, I'm not waking up to go to the bathroom. Chad's got the monitor on. I'm out.
2: I mean, seriously, I I marvel at stories like that because maybe I've slept through the night three times in the last 25 years. Anyway, um, new research saying that moms juggle 42 tasks every day and 19 of them are done before 9 a.m. Wow. So if you're wondering why you're tired, there you go.
5: I'm he, not wondering why I'm ch- tired. I'm tired because I have children. Yeah, like. th- that was never a question. <laughs> no
2: one asked.
4: It's
1: like, uh, breaking news, water is wet. Yes.
4: <laughs>
2: I thought the number might give you some comfort. 42 tasks every day and 19 done before 9 a.m.
1: That's oh, how
5: I,
2: you're starting your day.
1: I can I can easily believe that. Um,
5: yeah. yeah, I'm not surprised, especially if you have a school-age Age kids, so you got to get them up, get them dressed, Mm -hmm. pack their lunches. What do they need that day? Is it a special theme day? What are they supposed to bring in? Do they have their homework? Have they eaten breakfast? Got to get them to the bus stop or carpool. Like there's so much mental ram eaten up by just mundane tasks. It's exhausting. All right. So
2: she's babysitting. Everything's fine. And then creepy ass dad comes home and tries to lay a kiss on her. Mm. What a freaking creep. Here's the email.
3: Last weekend, I was babysitting for a couple that had gone to a wedding. I babysat on and off for them for the past year. It's my last year of college, and babysitting is such an easy way to make money on the weekends. They came home from the wedding pretty late, and both of them were pretty tipsy. And by tipsy, I mean drunk. The wife went straight to the bedroom and passed out. I started picking up the house a little bit from all the toys me and the kids had played with. The husband and I were standing by the front door figuring out how much they owed so he could pay me via Venmo. After he sent me the Venmo, he said, thank you. And then he leaned in to give me what I thought was a hug. But instead, he kissed me. What surprised me even more is that I kissed him back. Dun, dun, dun! It was quick, but still. After the kiss, we both kind of stood there like, what the F just
4: happened?
3: There was a pause, and then he said, well, I guess we'll call you when we need you again.
4: (laughs) This is so awkward.
3: What? This is so awkward. (laughs) Oh, my. I left the house and drove home wondering what the hell just happened. I mean, he was really drunk. Do I tell the wife what happened or just let it go? I feel so guilty about what happened, if they do reach out to ask me to babysit again, do I decline?
2: Okay, Burt Show fam, Ooh. we have done this before. It's been years, but this happens way too often where a dude comes home and is giving the babysitter a ride home or whatever and makes some kind of piggish pass. Um, so what do you do in a situation like this? Do you, I mean, he's totally hammered. Now you're uncomfortable. I, do you tell the wife you gotta quit? Right, one eight five five bird show.
1: Yeah, I would never babysit for that family again. Right, like it's it is an incredibly awkward situation. Um, and yes, he was highly intoxicated. Maybe he was confused. It was you standing in front of right. him, not his wife. Right. <laughs> anyway, I'm not. I'm not even going to try to make excuses for, for what happened. It shouldn't have happened. And you probably just reacted like. I don't think you meant to kiss him back. I don't think there is. Any, I don't think there is any meaning to that kiss. I think it was just an incredibly, horrifically awkward situation. And you kind of go into like survival mode, and you just do what you think you got to do to kind of get out of it. Like your 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 you your 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 body takes over, and your mind is like gone. Right. Mm-hmm. So I personally, if this if I were in your shoes, I would not. I would get away from this family and stay away from them. I would not tell the wife. I would not go back and babysit. I would try to find another family to babysit for on the weekends to make that extra cash. And like there's, I know being in the mommy world, there's plenty of families out there who need good babysitters. I think you'll easily find another job. This one is just time to say bye bye
0: No, I'm definitely not going back for sure. That that would be it for me. Uh, As far as saying something to the, to the wife. I'm torn on that because part of me feels like you should because he did it and, and he should be accountable for doing it. But is it worth the drama? That's going to probably come towards you now in a situation where will the wife even believe you? What will it really do in if anyway, So for me, I, th- I think the best move here is to just be done with the family, move on and leave it alone. Does the one thing we don't have here is the age of
2: the babysitter where...
1: It well, was just, my last
2: year of college. Never mind. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, I mean, she's probably like 2021. 20, okay. For me, I would just feel so icked out that it wouldn't even be a question
3: for me. Where I'm stuck here is that she is questioning whether she wants to go back or not. So, obviously, like she, there's still a part of her that still wants to make, to get her bag and babysit for this family. So, for me, the two situations where I would absolutely decline if for some reason I wasn't icked out by this is A, if you felt like your physical safety was going to be put in danger if you go back, like if you felt like he was going to continue those advances even farther. The second would be if that you... Had feelings you didn't know about for the for the husband. I mean, I'm not by any means trying to say it's your fault for like kissing him back. Again, that could have just been like a knee jerk response. But if you kissed him back because you had feelings for him, I wouldn't want to go back and mm-hmm. then you know start some kind of scary uh, affair spiral.
2: What a breach of trust! A pig. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm not going back into that environment either, man. Are you telling <laughs> the wife? Um. Probably not. Yeah. No. I was going on. Dude it- was hammered. I'm probably not creating that kind of drama. I'm just never going to run into it ever again. <laughs> Listen to the bird show all right i would like to test i would like to debate here um, a cliche that i've heard a lot over the years about marriage and love and just get your guys take on it i don't really have an opinion but it did make me think so i overheard somebody giving somebody else advice at a restaurant a couple of weeks ago and the advice was marriage will only work if you love your partner More than you love yourself.
1: I see. I've never heard that.
2: You've never heard that before? Mm -hmm.
1: I've never. I've never heard
2: that. Okay. I have heard that
0: before. I've heard that a time or two before. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: That Uh, you have to like true love, like a marriage will be successful if you are sort of, I guess, the selfless and you have to love the other person and you have to put your stuff aside more than you love yourself.
1: I feel like being selfless is a lovely attribute but to love the person more than you love yourself, that doesn't seem healthy to me. That seems codependent.
2: That seems dangerous to me too. I saw. It a, seems romantic.
1: I don't, and, it don't. doesn't even I, seem romantic to me. And
2: <clears throat> I mean, I could certainly say that for my kids, for sure. Right. So I what I what I distinctly
1: remember from um my wedding. When we were standing at the altar and we were exchanging vows, my husband and I, we wrote our own vows for each other. And this was actually something that somebody brought up to me that really touched her. And in Bart's vows, my husband's vows, he puts everybody's the star in their own movie. However, you're the star in my movie. Mm. Yeah. Which was, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, and and to some extent, that kind of is similar. Uh-huh. But I don't. So, yeah, I get like that obviously was very touching and very romantic. Well, shoot, now I'm torn and I almost (laughs) said a dirty word.
0: (laughs) Love will make you cuss. Yeah. Is Is it more that you have to love them more than you love yourself or is it that you have to be willing to put them or their needs before your own? Because I feel like it's more that like you have to be willing to sacrifice your wants and needs for theirs, because at times that has to be more important than what you want. But I don't necessarily think it means you have to love them more than you love yourself. But if you do that
2: consistently, right, then doesn't that take away from your self-esteem or is that the healthy way to do it? But both both
1: people have to do it. Um, I think if both people do it, then you have a healthy transaction of selflessness and um, and love. The problem is if you're in a relationship and only one mm-hmm. of the people are doing that, mm-hmm. then you're going to get like you're going to be you're going to get taken advantage of.
2: Is this a weird conversation to have on the radio? Mm-hmm, no. I think so. No. I
3: saw somebody having a similar conversation, similar but different conversation on TikTok where. And obviously, this is specific to heterosexual relationships, but it was saying that relationships only work out if the man loves the woman more than the woman loves the man. I have heard that. Wait, that. say that one more time? Yeah. In heterosexual relationships, mm-hmm. I saw this on TikTok, they will, and this is obviously just somebody's opinion, they will only work if the man loves the woman more than the woman loves the man. And why is that? Um, they They said that because it's... they were talking about masculine and feminine energy, how like masculine energy loves to be challenged. They love, um, they love women. (laughs) I'm trying to be politically correct here. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) They basically just said that women will always appreciate being cherished and men will always appreciate a challenge. And so if Mm -hmm. a woman feels like she's with a guy that maybe she... I don't want to say, I don't want, I don't want to say settled for, but like you're willing to go for the nice guy who appreciates you more because he feels like he scored. That's
1: the only way it'll work.
4: Hmm.
1: Well, I mean, you always, Hmm. you want the love to be equal, but at the same time, you never want to be in a relationship where you feel like you love the person more than they love you. Hmm. And I think that would be a tougher pill to swallow for women than men.
5: Hmm. If we're talking about heterosis relationships. I
0: think that's fair. Yeah? Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. a fair statement.
5: And you got to put in like the work too, because I think part of it is, what I would say is a relationship will only work if you know yourself, not if you put the other part, like not if you're selfless, but you have to know yourself so you know your boundaries. But the thing I saw was also, if you are both putting in 70% all the time, instead of splitting stuff 50-50 and that goes for love, duties, whatever, if you're both giving 70%, You've still got the 30% of yourself, but you always see your partner giving more than you expect of them. And then it's reciprocated. So as long as you're always trying to operate at 70%, because sometimes you won't like your spouse. Mm -hmm. I mean, there have been definite times where I love my husband. I don't like him right now. I'm going to
2: speak for him. He feels the same way. I know he
5: does. I know. I absolutely know he does. But we love each other. So I think you go through ups and downs, but that's where knowing yourself comes in. And we always still, like, give at least 70%. So then if somebody else is, like, having an off day, stuff is still getting done. You're still giving the love, but you understand they're going to bounce back.
2: Tommy, you've been married 25 years, dude. you got to have an opinion on this.
0: Well, I think my wife, Renee, and I love each other the same, but... uh, it's kinda of weighted on her side because there's so much more me to love. <laughs>
4: that's
0: a
2: very
4: good
1: point. I mean that's just statistics. So long
2: as the man outweighs the woman by fifty pounds or so, then the marriage will work. Is that what is that what I'm getting? Yeah. Okay. It works for me. All right. Start
1: eating nudes. So yeah, it's time for you to start packing on the pounds for a wife.
2: Bring in the carbs. <laughs> it's the virtue. Listen. It's the Bird Show. So their kid is getting baptized and they are wondering if they should invite their atheist friend to the baptism.
5: And there's, there's a plot twist that it makes it even weirder. So um, I consider myself Episcopalian, though I, you know, in full transparency, haven't been to like Sunday service in years, but I used to go for the big holidays and I was pretty religious in high school, actually. And my husband is an atheist, um, but he's always been super supportive. He's always been like, even if I've been feeling down, he'll be like, I think you need to like reconnect with your religion. And he's always been very supportive of it.
2: So just so I have it right, agnostic is, oh, oh, no, atheist is, oh, no, no, it's all, there is there no, is sky no daddy. there is no, right.
5: Atheist <laughs> is, what? there is no, no. sky daddy. Sky
4: daddy.
5: <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I have to double check, but I think agnostic is one doesn't exist at all and atheist is I don't believe. Okay. I'm pretty sure, but I could get that wrong. I think you're correct. Agnostic yeah. is kind of like, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. He doesn't believe in in God or religion, but he supports me, um, which I've always appreciated about him. He's attended Christmas mass with me like he is down to support me just for him. That is not a thing. So when we had our kids, um, we were in an interesting predicament choosing godparents because obviously I have my religious upbringing and I would like my kids to have godparents but he is an atheist and wants our kids to know it be well-rounded so he's not against me baptizing them and all that but again wants that that fair sort of splitting of the godparents so i have my best friends are twins and they're both catholic so each of my kids have two godmothers and they have a godfather which is from my husband chad's like friend group but their godfather is an atheist And that's where it gets weird because how can you be a godfather and be atheist? But we figured this way, both of our beliefs would be represented. So if our kids ever have questions in the future, Hmm. they will have somebody they can ask, about religion and Christianity to their godmothers. And then if they wanted to ask about atheism, um, and again, his friend is like super smart dude. They're not anti-religion. They just don't believe in it. Does that make sense? Yes. I want to be very clear. They're not hating on people who like Sky Daddy. Exactly. Yes, but that's just not their thing. He's like a, he's a scientist. So, <laughs> you Sky love Daddy that is. Sky I Daddy. I've never
2: heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>
5: beautiful. <laughs> so, um, I'm like that sounds great. So, we're getting ready to have uh, joint baptism for them both, which I know is weird. People my, who know, like my daughter's almost four, my son is 18 months, but there was COVID and all this Mm. stuff in between and my family's all over the place. So trying to align schedules and all of that. Curious with your, um, with your church, because
1: I'm, I'm a godparent to several kids. Some churches have, I don't want to call it a rule, Mm. but like you have to be baptized in order to be the child's godparent. Depending uh, on the religion.
5: Well, so that's where it gets. So I actually don't have a church. So, um, and I wanted this anyway, regardless. Tommy's wife, Renee, married Chad and I. And so she's going to baptize Hazel Aww, and Max as well. Sweet.
0: So she's sweet. already started working on the prayer. She's going to start uh, a dear sky daddy. <laughs> 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 it
5: would love it. Everyone would love it. Um, so and we're going to rent a space like there's there are churches mm-hmm. we can rent. And that way, like we're not in front of a congregation who doesn't know us. It's going to be like a small family kind of affair. But in doing this, I'm like, of course, I'll invite the godmothers and we are going to invite the god, you know, I'm going to call him a godfather for the sake of this break, um, your friend to be at the ceremony. And Chad's like, why? He's an atheist. He's not going to participate in the ceremony. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. He doesn't have to. But I figured he would want to be there as it's baptism, and he's their Mm -hmm. godfather, although not really godfather. Like, he's their atheist godfather. And it's very (laughs) convoluted, but in my head, I'm like, he should have representation, and he should be there for this big moment Mm -hmm. for his godchildren. But Chad's like, that is dumb. He's an atheist. This is a religious (laughs) ceremony. I'm all for it. I'll be there as their father. The godmothers will be there. He doesn't need to fly in for this. And so I'm like, well, should we at least invite? I, I'm conflicted on what to do because huh. I want him to be feel included. Yeah.
2: So let me ask you this question, and don't get it all twisted if you're listening right now. Be smarter than this. Um, so, like, would you only have other Christians or other Catholics there? What if I wanted to attend or you were going to invite me as— at least by blood, Jew. Um, let's say there was somebody of the Hindu faith that didn't believe in the same God that you guys did. How is it really any different?
5: I think the difference is, um, and I agree I agree with you, I think the difference, the sticking point is the participation in the ceremony in some way or standing up there or just being acknowledged as part of the ceremony because he is, this guy is a significant figure in my kids' lives. lives. He's their uncle, like he is, very much a part of it. And I think I'm so hung up on the tradition of baptism and you have everyone there and that doesn't really apply to his specific role, but I wouldn't want to leave him out. But Chad's like, why would you have an atheist come and be part of a Christian religious ceremony? And he's an atheist. He may not want to, but my thing is like, well, let's invite him Mm -hmm. and you know, we can work it where, like, I don't need him to like pledge to teach the children about God, but like, I feel like he should maybe be highlighted in some way, or like just denoting his significance, yeah, in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I see
1: what you're saying, and i i would I would invite him and be like, "Listen, we we know your beliefs and we respect hmm. them, and it's actually one of the reasons why we want you to be um our our children's godfather." Um, by no means do you need to participate in the ceremony, but we would love to have you present if you want to be there. I think that's totally okay.
2: So I might have a kind of a crunchy thought on this one here, Mm -hmm. right? Um, from my understanding and my education on Jesus is that Jesus was all loving, man. So why would you not? even invite an atheist into his house because he would still love somebody that didn't even believe in him. So he should be there and be part of the ceremony.
5: Well, and I agree. Like, But I think that's looking at it through the religious lens and Chad's looking at it through the atheism lens. Like he doesn't believe in Sky Daddy. He's not going to take part in Sky Daddy rituals because he doesn't believe in them. But I think the way I re- view a baptism is more than just a religious ceremony. It's like kind of a landmark thing and if it's you a believe yeah hmm. it is and I want him to be part of that like that party and that milestone but it's sort of like I feel like the equivalent to go back to your example would be inviting uh, somebody who is of the Hindu Hindu religion to take part in a Christian ceremony and that's not their religion so why would they do that even if they were your kids godparent hmm. like if somebody is Jewish and practices Judaism would they ever do a Christian religious ceremony? And I I wouldn't feel comfortable asking Hmm. that Hmm. of somebody of a different faith.
0: Huh, Tommy? Cassie, you should have, like, an atheist uh, section for the ceremony <laughs> and put a bunch of space heaters around <laughs> so, they get, so they get used to the heat yes. that they're going to be experiencing. Just, oh, okay. like some holy water over
4: there. <laughs> Hear
1: it sizzles.
3: Yeah.
2: That would be the Dirt Daddy section.
4: <laughs>
0: I believe it's Fire Daddy. Yes. Got sky Daddy and Fire Daddy. Okay. <laughs> The Furt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood (laughs) with Abby. It's the Furt Show's entertainment buzz.
3: Travis Scott's tour no longer includes a concert in Houston. So, I was about
1: to say, I was wondering if that was the city you were referring to. Yeah. his hometown. So, yes, that's his hometown, yeah. but that's
3: also where that deadly um, Astroworld mm-hmm. incident happened. And so when he released the tour, he had announced that on October 19th, there was going to be a tour date in Houston. And immediately authorities came out and said, Absolutely not. This is not acceptable. Like, look what happened last time. Like, we don't want this guy back in our city, which, I mean, first of all, dang, I mean, to hear that about it you're, you and your hometown, mm-hmm. uh, no, it's obviously not, there wasn't like an official statement that said that this got pulled because the authorities didn't want it there. But it obviously kind of sounds like because there was so much public backlash that His team decided it was probably not smart to go to Houston, but there are still a couple of dates in Texas. So if you're listening from Texas, there's one in Dallas and one in Austin. So you can still see him in the Lone Star State, just not in Houston. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Okay, this is one of those headlines that sounds a lot worse than it really is. So Ellie Golding is okay after being hit in the face with a firework, or at least looking like she got hit in the face with a firework. So she was performing in London. She was singing this song called Miracle, which it is a miracle that she is alive, or at least that's what we thought. And these pyrotechnics like shot up and the way they kind of spurted out, it looked like one of them hit her in the face because she kind of like jumped back a little bit and she continues to sing. So it looks very impressive. It looks like she's got some serious cojones and some stamina because you re- it really looked like she got hit. So everybody is coming at her like, are you okay? You yelled the, F-word on stage after it looked like you got hit in the face with this firework. What's going on? And she said, it didn't hit me in the face. My face is still intact. Love you. Thank you.
1: I'm all good. It must have just scared her and got a little too close for comfort and she didn't realize where the pyrotechnics were going. Yeah, I know. You yelled PSL at me and I thought
3: Mm. I was (laughs) getting
4: hit up up with a BB
2: gun. I know nobody wants to be the knack, but if you're in one of those front rows and somebody throws something on stage, if you're smart, you immediately knack on them because there is going to come a time where this is happening so often now. There is going to be some kind of like plexi class barrier like when you're visiting somebody in prison on the phone. Um, (laughs) There's going to be some kind of barrier eventually between the artist and you if this continues to happen and you won't be able to blame them.
1: Well, this is different because this was a part of her show and was part of her pyrotechnics so it wasn't somebody in the crowd. Oh, I thought this was
2: somebody in the crowd. No, no. this was
1: like her pyrotechnics on stage that I think she might have one might have skewed a little too far close to her face, or oh, yeah, she, sure. she got a little too close to all it. Right, well, it was- I'll
2: save my strong take for the next time it's actually appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good take, though. It was a good take. <laughs> which will be soon. <laughs>
1: yeah, they'll be, just be
3: performing in little glass boxes, which Taylor Swift does on her AeroStorm, actually. Uh,
4: <laughs>
3: that you can now see in theaters uh, on October thirteenth. Okay, this is an interesting way to describe your marriage troubles. Kyle Richards says her marriage is just too much to deal with right now. Who
2: is this beat that I keep seeing her name all over? Kyle
3: Richards, she's a real housewife. Uh, real housewives
1: of the Beverly Hills.
2: That's why. She's so one of my faves.
1: Of she's like related to Paris Hilton somehow. Uh, yeah, so her her sister is Kathy Hilton, Paris' mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love, 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 love Beverly Hills. I
3: think they're one of the better ones. I think New York is the best franchise of it but Beverly Hills to me is as far as
1: extravagance that. and opulence goes yes. if you want like real estate porn and just over the top spending Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is the one to
2: watch I'm just seeing her name all over the place did she do anything before she was on this reality TV show or was she born into money or she was a child what?
1: actress yeah. she was mm-hmm. in, uh, what, in what I mean, she's, I mean she's obviously older now but it was like some old Disney movies that <laughs> she used to be in back in the day yeah,
3: yeah. And she's married to this super hot guy named Mauricio and she recently did an Amazon Live session where somebody had asked her about her very public separation to him because they had a very like strong marriage from what people could tell. So when there was news about them having some marriage troubles and separating people were really curious about this. And so she basically just went on this whole tangent about, you know, this has been really hard because it's been in the public eye and these are private struggles that obviously people are gonna be curious about. But she ended this whole thing by just saying, it's just too much to deal with right now. And I just thought that was such an interesting way to deflect it because to me, like that's your number one person, that's your Mm -hmm. partner. I know it's a lot to deal with, but I feel like it's it's not like something you can procrastinate on. It's your marriage. It's the father of your kid. So I thought it was a very
1: interesting way to be so flippant about it. Yeah, she was actually the kid in the OG Halloween movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. Yeah, she was Lindsay. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. They got it with Tommy. Got it.
1: Yeah, because they had Jamie Lee Curtis on one of the episodes recently because uh, of the, yeah. I
2: also know her from Little House on the Prairie. I
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she, she well.
3: The Laura Ingalls Wilder uh, TV show. Mm-hmm. I lo- yeah, I love Beverly Hills because I feel like they are, like you said, the most opulent. But mm-hmm. New York, to me, they're just always doing like fun, crazy stuff. For more stories, head to com. Click eBuzz.
0: The first show. I
2: remember it, even though it was so long ago. The kids, your kids' first day at school. It's like <clears throat> such a bittersweet moment, man. I remember for me, it was just like <clears throat> seeing him go to school, and then him just like, "All right, I'm going to school," and me feeling inside like, "Well, don't you need me anymore?" <laughs> Everything I've done is like trying to make him, you know, independent, and then he goes into school all confident, and I'm like, "Well, how about me and my needs?" Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: we had a little bit of a opposite effect on Monday for Jimmy's first day of school. Did
2: he have a meltdown?
1: Oh no! Oh, uh-uh. Dang he, it! He loves it. He loves it. <laughs> he is just—he's a very social, personable kid, and he loves school. You can like—they post pictures every day from class, and he's just over there smiling, <laughs> having the best time because his default's happy. Um so, what, a,
2: what a blessing that is. Let's it, let's embrace that for a second.
1: No, seriously, yeah. it really, it really is. We count our lucky stars. So Monday, he went back to school and he's only two, two and a half, and so he's doing a preschool. And they have a toddler, he did he did the toddler class last year, and he's in the two-year-old class this year. And my husband, who's a stay-at-home dad, we did three days a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 to noon. And so this year, I was like, so do you want to do three-day or five? Before I could even get the five out, Bart's like, five. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) five it is. We will do the five-day week. And a lot of kids from his class last year are in his class this year. He's got two phenomenal teachers. It's great. So... Sunday night, I have all his outfits laid out for the entire week because I adore my husband, but fashion is not really his thing. And I like my kid to look cute. I got him some new kicks. I got him some um, Chuck high tops. out. so cute.
2: Let him to feel confident.
1: Right? So he's looking adorable. His outfits are laid out for the week. He's got his new shoes, everything. And I had his little sign. So, of course, in true mom fashion, I have this sign that you can, like, you know, put the letters on, and it's like, Jimmy's first day, two-year-old class, August 2023, right? And I want Bart to take a picture of him with the sign in the morning before he goes to school, because it is amazing to see the progression year after year. And I really want a picture in front of the willow tree we planted in front of the house, because I also want to see how he grows with the willow. It's... It's my only kid, man. Right? It's so cute. Anyway, so I um, Bart texted me at 9, 10 a.m. because he has to be there at 9. He's like, no picture. Sorry. He wasn't cooperating this morning. Oh, oh. And it's okay oh, God. because I take medicine now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, if we didn't get it in the morning, we'll just get it that afternoon after his nap. It's still the first day of school, whatever. And I said, did you all get there on time? How was drop-off? He handled it okay. He said, got there right at 9 a.m. I was one of just a couple of cars doing drop-off. Most were walking them in. And I was like, (laughs) S-word, are we bad parents? Because it never even crossed our mind to do like, the walk-in to drop him off to his class. <laughs> like, like,
2: did he even stop the car <laughs> when he opened up the door? Dope- Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> You
1: slow it down to a couple miles an hour. And he, he's, you know, they, they're very flexible and, you know. They bounce. They, they, bounce. Bounce. they bounce
4: fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was like, are we bad parents? And like, you know, I'm expecting something from, you know, a little something extra. And Bart's just like, no. <laughs>
4: like,
1: now, and again, the drop off was completely fine. He got there. He got out of the car. Did he reached out to the teacher? Teacher took him, took him inside. It, there was not an issue.
2: Honestly, but, that's probably the better way to go, yeah, man. But as I I'm sitting know.
1: there, I'm like, it really never even crossed our minds that for our child's first day of school, maybe to, you know, ease the transition a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, we should yeah. have walked him into his classroom. He didn't.
2: Apparently, he didn't need it. <sighs> he, he there are didn't. some kids that, that do, you know. He didn't. And I remember Hayden uh, walking in and me and Stacey thinking that he needed it. And what a pathetic line it is because you have all these parents that are standing next to each other, shoulder to shoulder, trying to hold back tears yep. as this parade of kids is walking into school for the very first time. So you're waving to your kid, but you're also holding back the tears and you're all in this together. All you parents are in this together, right? So as soon as the kids are out of eye shot, all the parents break down. It's oh. a very oh. pathetic scene. So
4: like right
1: now, because like, you know, toddler, two-year-old class, you know, I this is more, he, he's definitely learning things mm-hmm. and we've seen how beneficial from his, from a social train. you know, aspect and from a learning aspect now when we get to the first day of kindergarten one I will not be here because I will be there I
2: wouldn't do the show from there
1: oh I, I, I <laughs> if you want to but I am going to be a blubbering mm-hmm. mess mm. on his first day of kindergarten so I am calling that right here right now
2: it doesn't go away um Hayden, my now uh, junior in college, was telling me that when his mom left him in Savannah, she was a blubbering idiot, and that's college. And this is the
0: third year. (laughs) (laughs) My my mom was too. Is that right? In college? Oh, for sure. Yeah, she was that bad.
1: Kindergarten's one thing. I think, you know, like transitioning to like middle school and high school is is another thing. But when, and I've talked to like a lot of parents, um, especially in my Facebook, because Bart and I were late to the parent game. So I have some friends whose kids are, going into college this year and the idea of taking Jimmy and him leaving the house and going somewhere else to sleep for an entire semester and I don't get to see his person. <gasps> <laughs>
2: You might feel differently when they're 18.
1: I know. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that is like a dagger to my
5: mama's soul and my mama heart. Yeah,
2: it, it's, a, it's a brutal thought. It is.
5: Oh, you want me to make it more brutal? Please. When they go to college, and i pretty sure remember your first year. If you're going to college, they don't care. No. They're <laughs> glad to get out of the house. Yeah. You'll be lucky if they call you and yeah. you're yeah. like, for 18 years, you have been the core center oh. of my universe, and now you're gone, as it should be. But it kinda of twists the dagger a little bit. Well let bit. me let me double down on that
2: even. Right? Okay. As a guy that's going through this right now. Um, not only do they not care, but out of your care, they become better people.
5: <laughs> <laughs> then, let's triple down. When they do contact you, it's for money. Yes. <laughs> not love,
2: money. For sure. <laughs> Neat. Get it. The Bird Show. All right, we call it Follow-Up Thursday. We forget storylines on the Show, and you guys are like, hey, don't forget about blank, and you email us. And this one came in from Joni S., who says, hey, Show, several years ago, I think it was back in 2019, she says. You guys had a woman reach out that has a twin sister. The woman who reached out was named Morgan. I remember that because Kristen's brother's name is Morgan. Anyway, Morgan's twin sister had broken up with her boyfriend, and Morgan wanted your help to ask him out. I remember they went out. All things went great. I'm wondering if they're still together. Thanks, Joni. I have no recollection of this whatsoever. I
1: don't either. Probably because it was 2019. So, yeah, in September of 2019, after a few months of dating, Morgan's identical sister called it quits with her boyfriend. However... Morgan's sister always made jokes that she was actually the better match. Morgan reached out to us to be her texting tutor and help her text her sister. She wanted her sister's approval to date her ex-boyfriend. Without hesitation, she gave her the green light. And we helped Morgan text her sister's ex. The two went out for drinks, had a better than expected time, wink, wink. When we followed up with Morgan, she was torn about her next move. Was she going to tell her sister what happened or say nothing at all? Some of us agree that because her sister gave her the go-ahead, the following details didn't matter. And some of us thought that telling her would reveal her true feelings about the situation. So what did Morgan do? And is she still dating the dude?
0: Who's got the update? I got it. Bird show. I'd be happy to let you guys know what's been going on. yes. He and I are still together. There's no ring on my finger, yet. I've been hoping for one, but if it doesn't come soon, maybe it's time for some reevaluation. As for my sister, she's been generally neutral about the whole thing. In the beginning, she'd occasionally make jokes that she set the standards for him. It used to annoy me, but over time, that kind of talk faded. We've all had our moments of awkward family gatherings, but nothing out of the ordinary. She's moved on and dated other people, In fact, she's recently engaged. Her fiancé, however, seems to be the one who finds our situation the most peculiar. I think he struggles with the idea that her ex is still in the picture, even though it's with me. I
1: feel like that's understandable.
0: I get that, too. But as they say, every family has its quirks. (laughs) Obviously, he's gotten over it enough to still propose to her. So that's pretty much what's been happening. If he and I do marry one day... It'll be a funny story to tell the kids and grandkids,
4: oh. I guess.
0: <laughs> Hope you are doing well, and thanks for asking about us, Morgan. All right, if you can um,
2: think of a, a throwback Thursday for us, a follow-up Thursday, one, a storyline that's just kind of like not been connected and you're still curious about it, hit us up at thebirdshow.com.
0: Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.